If you've never heard of Cure International, I'm so thankful to tell you just a little bit about them. I mean, I don't do what they do, but just talking about them makes me feel thankful that I can tell you their story. They have hospitals in 30 countries and they welcome children, which is enough right there. We could just stop right there, right? What a wonderful thing to welcome children who have had a rough time. Their parents often don't know what to do because they can't get them help for a club foot and their son can't walk or a cleft palate. So their daughter has trouble speaking and eating and it just goes on and on. And there's so many stories and there's so many beautiful children and there's so much pain, but there's so much redemption. Cure International heals kids. And then like, that's enough right there. I mean, that would make all of us go, they're doing a great thing. What a good group of people. But what they do next is they tell the families about a God who is real, who made them, who loves them. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful up and down, left to right. I just thank God for Cure International, Cure Heals Kids. And you can find out more and see the pictures and even get involved at lifewithlisawilliams.com. Click on Cure. Now, today's guest is all about healing. She has come through a lot. She's a dynamic speaker. She's an amazing author. And she takes the wounds of her life and she basically says, here's what happened to me and this is who God is. And she invites you to know him through her story. Her name is Becky Harling. She's an author, speaker, coach, and she is your guest today. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. He and Fido. Hey, Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? <laughs> Life with Lisa Williams is like a cave. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is, this, this is, this is life. life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Becky's life has helped so many people. Becky is like a gift. And so I feel very thankful that she's with us today. And I've asked Becky if she would start by talking to us about the 30-day praise challenge. Well, hey, Lisa, it's so much fun to be here with you. This is amazing. (laughs) Anyway, I am really excited about the 30-day praise challenge. I I call that book the book of my heart because it is it was in learning how to praise God that God really changed me and healed me. And so the book is a short book for those that don't like to read. That's great. 
I was just confessing to Becky that it's sometimes hard for me to read a book that doesn't have a plot and a hero and a villain. And it's just like, ah, it's a short book. Lisa, it has all that. It's got a plot. The plot is to praise God. The hero is God. And the villain is all the bad stuff that happens to us. Anyway, it's a short <laughs> devotional. But the promise that comes with the book is that if you learn to praise God intentionally, he will change your life. Guaranteed. If it doesn't change your life, I'll fly in and take you to coffee because that's what I do best. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, is it a specific time that you're asking people to start or can someone do the 30-day praise challenge like any time they want, like they could start today or start in five days after the book comes in if they ordered it off Amazon? I would say just dive in when you get the book. If you ordered it off of Amazon, that's great. You should be able to get it at your local Christian bookstore and just start and just go before the Lord and say, hey, God, I'm here to praise you and read the short devotional. There's music selections that are recommended in the book. And by the way, they can find all the music on my website under if they follow one of my Spotify lists. So it's beckyhartling.com. They can check in there, follow a list, and it's just I have I have just found that it has completely changed my spiritual walk learning how to praise God intentionally. Beckyharling.com and you can actually find a link to Becky if you just want to come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. Um, this show is all about stories. We've talked about that before, you know, like what's the point of life? I asked God one day, why am I doing this show again? <laughs> I remember I was walking up the stairs and I was running late and I just said, why am I doing this show again? And and I heard very clearly inside to tell stories. And I paused as I was running up the stairs, you know, in my heart, I paused and thought, oh, that's what you want. And that very day, Dwight Bain was my guest. And I said, Dwight, what are we talking about today? And he says, we're talking about stories because that's what life's about. And God does that sometimes where he'll confirm with you. That was my moment many months ago when I realized God's plan for this show is to tell stories. And Becky has a story to tell you. Um, I don't even know how to get you into the story, Becky. I'm just going to turn it all over to you and let you begin the process of telling someone who's never heard your story ever, has never heard your name until today, doesn't know you at all, but now is going to hear your story. You know, our stories are important because they always um, allow us to shine Jesus through our life. And that's my prayer as I share my story. I was raised in a high-profile Christian home. Uh, my daddy was in ministry. And um, and yet, while my father preached Jesus on Sunday, he was sexually abusing me during the week. And I didn't realize that until I was actually in my 40s. You know, I always knew that I had been sexually abused way back in the back of my head. I thought somebody had sexually abused me when I was a little girl, but I couldn't remember when or how. And I, I would hide it away in the back of my mind because my mantra really was keep life together. I was a pastor's wife. I was raising kids. I was, I had a ministry and I was like, I, I can't go there. I can't go back to that. I don't want to remember. I'm sure, you know, and I would try to talk myself out of it. And, you know, my husband would try to try to to talk me out of it at times. He would say, oh, that probably didn't happen. And and then in my 40s, God allowed something very pivotal in my life. I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I was in my young 40s. And so the doctor said, you know, Becky, the safest method of treatment for you is a double complete mastectomy. And it was actually at that moment, Lisa, that my very dear friend, uh, Linda Dillo, gave me the 
challenge to praise God every day for 20 minutes. And honestly, I thought that is the most bizarre suggestion that anyone has ever given me. I mean, I hardly feel like jumping up and down, shouting hallelujah, I'm going to lose both the sisters in a week. It's counterintuitive. Your brain is saying, I should cry and curse. And then your friend is saying, you should praise God every day. Yeah. And it felt a little, you know, inauthentic to me because I kept thinking, well, maybe I should fast and pray and ask God to heal me. But she said, you know, I'm not asking you to praise God for the cancer. I'm asking you to praise God for who he is above the cancer. And so I was scheduled for that surgery. I was praising God. I was starting to feel his love in ways I had never felt before. Because as a little girl, I had asked Jesus into my heart. I remember the day I did it. I was only three years old. And Jesus became my very best friend. And yet, as an adult, I was having a hard time really feeling his love until I started praising him intentionally. And I realized, wow, it's not like God's some ego freak up there wanting us to say, at a boy all the time. It's that he knows that when we praise him, he is able to mend our hearts in ways that we never dreamed possible. Okay, that's like a huge revelation because we think like human beings. And maybe I'm not the only one somewhere in my past that thought, well, God is really needy. He needs a lot of praise. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, God. You are awesome. And it has nothing to do with that. It's it's very, uh, could you go deeper on why we praise God even deeper? You know, part of the reason why God invites us to praise him is because he designed us to need to praise somebody. So we will worship somebody and something. Yeah, we have you always ever seen will. People with Beyonce, like all their hands are raised and yes, everyone's yes. swaying and saying her name. It's weird. It is weird. And what we praise changes us because we become like who or what we worship. And so God wants us to worship Him because we become like the one we worship. And he wants to transform us into his image. And he wants to meet our deepest needs in that process. And so as I began praising God and feeling his love, then came the big day, the you know, the six and a half hour surgery where they did the double mastectomy and started reconstruction. And as I was coming out of that surgery, God chose that moment as I was coming out of the anesthesia to reveal to me who it was who had sexually abused me. And all the memories began flooding back. Um, and, and then I was really kind of in a mess because I thought, okay, my husband is pastoring a fairly high profile church. I'm falling apart and I don't know where to turn. And so at that moment, I had to look deep within myself and ask the question, am I willing to really be honest with somebody and to enter counseling? Now, Lisa, you got to know, for those of us that are pastor's wives, I mean, it was like there was an unwritten rule book. And one of the rules in that book was pastor's wives never go for counseling. But I, I needed help. And so I did enter counseling. And for seven years, I allowed myself to meet with a well-trained, certified, godly therapist who walked the journey of sexual abuse memories for me. And people close to me confirmed my story. So it wasn't like I dreamed up these memories. And it's not like I want to 
slam my father on your radio show. You know, we all have our garbage. We all have our stuff. But God has healed me. And in part through me learning how to praise him, even when it felt like all hell was breaking loose in my life. And so the more I praised him, the more he came close, the more he guided that therapy process, the more he began to reveal his love to me that he was the only one who truly is a good, good, perfect father. There are good fathers. There's only one perfect father. And the perfect father is God the father. And he just loves us. One thing that Becky just said that's kind of sticking with me, and I just want to unpack it because I want to bring it into 2016, is the idea that um, back when this happened, Becky, you you said, you know, pastor's wives, they can't have problems. They can't go to therapists. And that makes me, quite honestly, ragingly angry (laughs) because I think what, and this is, I want to speak into it and then I want Becky to speak into it, but what that does to me, it makes me go, that's our problem is that we feel like we project, we have to project perfection as leaders, and then we expect others to go, that's that's what we're trying to be, it's perfect. We don't have problems. No, we're fine. We're fine. Thank you, we're fine. Um, Jesus has made us okay, we don't have problems. When in reality, it's the brokenness in a person's life that that opens them. It's the wounds that Christ's glory shines through, not some facade, not that every pastor's wife needs therapy, but hello, if a, if a pastor needs to be in therapy, if a pastor needs to be in 12 steps, right? If I mean, everyone should be in 12 steps, in my opinion. Like, all of us should embrace our brokenness. If a, if a woman needs to go to therapy, if she needs intense therapy, if there's a brokenness that's never been dealt with, wouldn't you want your leaders to be broken leaders, honest and vulnerable? You know, I, I'm hoping that that's changed. Have you seen a change in that over the last few years? Absolutely. And I, I think it's important for your your listeners to hear, Lisa, that God can't heal what we keep hidden. He chooses to heal what we bring out in the open and lay before him in all honesty and authenticity. And I think there has been a shift. I praise God for that shift over the last 10 or 15 years where people are saying, you know, I am tired of trying to be perfect. I'm tired of trying to live a performance. Our need for Jesus is too great to do that. So so we need to come before Jesus and peer back that mask and open our lives before him. You know, shame really makes us stay hidden. You know, remember Adam and Eve in the garden and when they sinned, what did they do? They ran and hid from God because they felt ashamed. But God wants to deal. He always deals in the realm of truth. He, you know, Jesus said, you'll know the truth And it's the truth that will set you free. And so when we open our hearts and we allow God to really examine the mess that's in there and we stop running from it and we stop hiding it, then God begins to heal in amazing ways. And that's what happened in Becky's life. You know, this healing, once the truth came out, but seven years, Becky, you said seven years, seven years of therapy. Seven years is a long time for therapy. But you know what? I am so thankful, so thankful 
that I invested in myself in that way because God began to show me. I mean, I remember early in the process, Lisa, going before the Lord saying, God, I believe you are the holy healer. You could heal me in a second if you wanted to. But the Lord began to say to me, you know, Becky, I could heal you in a second, but then you wouldn't understand the journey of other women. And God wanted me to understand how other women have to go through this process of healing. Sometimes God heals in a moment. Sometimes it's a process. And we don't like the process always, but I'm so thankful that I did that. And I I, I want you to hear, you know, it could be that you're thinking through, wow, I have been sexually abused and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere and I'm not finding Jesus in this. And where was Jesus to start with? Hey, I, I want to speak to you for just a second. You that's been sexually abused, you that has felt abandoned by God, you that has wondered where was Jesus and why didn't he step in and do something? I want you to know that Jesus was weeping. Jesus was weeping because it is not his heart that children are abused. In fact, he said it's better for somebody that a millstone be tied around their neck than that they hurt one of his precious little ones. But I want you to hear me say, if God can heal me, he can heal you. You just have to be willing to open your heart take a look at the mess, find the help that you need, and ask Christ to be the healer in that process, to be the leader of that journey. And he's more than willing to answer that for you. And I promise you, if you do that, he'll heal you. And don't forget to praise him in the journey as you go, because when you choose to praise him above the sorrow that's happening in your life, his presence comes close in a way that you can't even feel or imagine right now. I promise you, it works. So if you were not sexually abused, you probably know somebody who was. I mean, the statistics are one in three. Um, so there's you know, a chance that you, you have someone in your mind right now. Would you just share Becky like a gift? Could you give the gift of Becky Harling to that person? Or maybe it's for you. She has several books. She has this praise challenge, which is I think maybe a key to the deeper healing that someone needs. Maybe it's you. Um, and I wanna encourage you to listen tomorrow. Because Becky's healing, it transferred into her parenting and the process of being a parent after being abused or being traumatized and wanting your kids so much to be healthy. That's a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of pressure you put on yourself. And so let's dig deeper into that tomorrow. Hashtag thanks for listening.